Seriously, though, Tom Hardy. <laughs> I was never a big fan of his, to be honest, until Venom. I, I think I really started to appreciate him in Lawless. I never saw that, so... That movie hurts your heart just a little bit. It's, you know, 1920s Prohibition. It's intense. What was the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and the bear? Titanic. Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't you call Rose Tyler a bear? What's wrong Wasn't with there, you? I thought there was a bear in that movie. Oh, my bad. That's what they hit, right? They hit a bear. It's and not. Sunk. It's not Revenant. What is Actually, it? Actually, it is. I think it is Revenant. Yes, it is. That's it. The Revenant. Is it the Revenant? I was. Yeah, think, it's I was the Revenant. The Apex yeah. Legend. That's why I got thrown off. I was like, ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. Why are we talking about the Revenant? Because Tom Hardy's in that. Oh, does he play the bear? <laughs> Tom uh, Hardy plays the bear in the Revenant. He plays the bear. Here first, folks. <laughs> Hello friends, this is Carrie White and you are listening to Tales to Inspire. By snow and deceit, high up in the Alps, Dr. Fusion and Geiger Gwyn have infiltrated a top-secret Nazi base. What they at first believed to be some sort of nuclear research station has turned out to be something totally different. Just what is that strange rocket at the center of the station's operations? Why are machines based off of Dr. Fusion's research hooked up to it? And just who is in charge of this operation? As we open up this issue of Tales to Inspire, we see the snow-capped mountains, a crystal clear ser- serene lake, and a concrete building hovering over all of it on the cliffside. And then the top left corner, we see in the little yellow box, it says, A remote location in the Alps, July 1943. And then in the next panel, we are inside that secret facility with all these uh, tubes and conduits and machines and scientists that all seem to be working around this rocket that is placed in the middle of the facility. Uh, And there's this glowing energy core in the middle of its exposed chassis. Uh, or chassis uh, that's been just kind of peeled open and all these tubes and stuff are going into it 
Um, and y'all are, you two, Geiger Gwen and Dr. Fusion, are tucked into this kind of dark, shadowy corner down on the base level. And, like, there are all these scaffolding rings that go up around this rocket. And, like, there's people working on all of these uh, scaffolds. Um, but, yes, Dr. Fusion, you recognized a lot of these machines and equipment as derivatives of what you came up with at the University of Oregon uh, with the accident that gave you your powers. Um, Dr. Fusion, what are you doing? I'm just looking at different pieces and uh, my brow just furrows more and more over the next few moments. This is my work. There's a panel of uh, Geiger Gwen just kind of sinking into the shadows and you see her eyes are just wide and she's having like a mini panic attack. She's hyperventilating a little bit and she's breathing really hard and she's just staring at everything. Like she's having flashbacks to the, the accident that gave her her powers? Exactly. There might even be a flashback panel, but it's not necessarily it, yes. of the equipment. It's of Tiny Tim and his Tommy gun. Ooh, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we, so we have like panels of you like sinking into the darkness, uh, your eyes wide, and then the next panel is of uh, the the in the muzzle end of his Tommy gun flaring with light. And then we have another panel of you in the darkness panting, and then another panel of like the explosion that surrounded your body, and you see the, the shadowy outline of your body as it's pulled apart by this explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as you're you're reliving that traumatic moment. Well, Doc, your reach is far. I will not have my work bastardized. Well, we came here to do a job. Let's get it done. Yes, let's. Do you... We don't have any bombs, so... You're the tech genius. What do we do? I can probably... rig something... But we'll need to be far away when it goes off. Can we at least time it to give us a little bit of time to get away? Countdown? I can see what I can do. I'll try to give you as much time as I can. Okay. In whatever direction he goes in to try to start that, I will go in the opposite to try and deter. Perfect. Yeah, we have the panel of the two of you walking out either side. Uh, and then as we turn the page, who who are we following on the next page? I think um, you see uh, some scientists in a lab coat walking down uh, around some things, and then suddenly an arm reaches out and grabs them and pulls them away into the darkness. And then you see Dr. Fusion walking out. No goggles, just kind of wearing a lab coat over his his stuff. Um, just kind of walking out into the into the lab and starting to look at different uh, like readouts on, on on meters and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, so, are you looking for clues or answers? I would like to do that. Yes, <laughs> I would like to search for 
how this got here, perhaps? Okay. Um, so you can, of course, roll and investigate. Nope, that's City of Mist. You can, of course, roll and examine. Um, however, you mm-hmm. have a move linked to your origin book, The Accident, uh, and it's titled right. Looking for Answers. When you look for answers to the questions you have about that fateful day, in order to learn more about what happened to you or your feelings about it, ask a question about it and roll plus investigate. On a 10 plus, the EIC will give you a clear and detailed answer to your question, and you take a plus one forward to acting on the information. On a 7 through 9, the EIC will answer your question, but the information may be confusing, alarming, or suggesting a hard choice. Um, so, okay. I guess I guess my question to you is, what's the purpose here? Is it to figure out what happened to you on that day, or is it to figure out more about this facility? My question is, my specific question is, what does this have to do with the explosion at my lab? Okay, then this definitely sounds like uh, your drive. Nope, your origin book move. Uh, looking for answers. Go ahead and roll plus investigate. Oh, beautiful! Ten plus two is twelve. Nice. A twelve. So I will give you a clear and detailed answer to your question, and you will take a plus one forward to acting on this information. Okay, so. You are walking around this facility. You're walking around the scaffolding, walking up the steps. Um, you're looking at these different workstations, these these huge conduits and lines coming off of that center of the rocket, being funneled into different places. And you're walking and you're seeing uh, blueprints and machines. And you you realize all of this, these machines were designed by you so what does this facility have to do what with what happened to you on that day you remember you flash back to that day uh the attendant running up to you and saying there was something wrong with the readings and you getting down there and realizing someone must have sabotaged your experiment somebody must have slipped in and done something wrong and suddenly it I don't want to say it clicks, but suddenly it dawns on you that somebody did sabotage your experiment. And the reason they sabotaged it is so that they could shut it down and replicate it here. Okay. Whether that means you were always working for the U.S. government or you were working for somebody else or somebody just sabotaged the experiment to replicate it on their own you're not sure but now you know that what happened to you on that day even if the effects of it that still affect you were unintentional the sabotage mission was Mm. intentional okay great (laughs) okay Uh, and you get a plus one forward so whenever you act on those answers uh, I mean however you choose to do so you'll get a plus one Alright. Alright. And then we turn to the next page after Dr. Fusion has that realization. Geiger Gwen, what are you doing? Uh Geiger Gwen is keeping to the shadows and trying to sneak her way towards um the hub of scientists and guards, you know, like a locker room or 
um, uh, what's it, <laughs> where they eat food. <laughs> what's uh, the word I'm looking for? A, a mess hall? Yeah, there we go. Um, but something within the same vicinity, but on the opposite side of where Dr. Fusion is. Okay. Uh, and what is your purpose for this? I'm trying to keep attention on me versus him. Okay, so you are going to try to draw attention to you. Yes. Okay. Um, so you, you, yeah, I think it's very easy for you to find, like, a mess hall of, like, scientists and uh, guards that are, like, in this area, in this project. Um, and I think you just, I mean, no, no one expects an American superhero to just be strolling through their top secret project. Uh, okay, so what I'd like to do then, if I'm in a mess hall or where they're eating food, there might be a couple people, whatever. Um, I'm going to try and phase behind to where the food is mm-hmm. and grab like a spoonful of whatever mash whatever is there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start a food fight. Okay. Uh, I'm just fling it across the room and then I'm going to immediately kind of try to fade back. Just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're trying to sneakily start Amazing. a food fight. Uh, yep. Let's roll a sneak around. Uh, roll plus maneuver. Drowning Nazis to food fights. Ooh, that's a 14. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Yeah. So as you described it, you like spoon up some just thick, viscous food stuff, and you just. Fling it at the most important-looking scientist in this room that you can find, and it just smacks them full on the side of their pasty white face. It just slowly drips down, and when he looks over, you're like, you're just gone. You phased into a wall, or you duck behind the counter, whatever. And he sees like this group of guards, like the jock table, over yeah. near where it came from, and he says, "You Neanderthals, always picking fights." And then he turns and grabs an apple, and he flings it at the soldiers. Uh, and then I think the next panel has Geiger Gwen, like, confined where she is. And just, like, over her head, we see, like, food stuff flying back and forth uh, behind her in the mess hall. That was easier than anticipated. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we turn the page. Back to Dr. Fusion in the experiment area. Okay. I would like to try to, before I start anything, I would like to try to find some information on who's in charge here, what is, where did they, like, how did this get to be here, and who brought it here? Perfect. That sounds like an examine. Uh, So go ahead and roll plus investigate. I'm good at uh, that. It would be a 10. 8 plus 2. 10. All right. So you get to ask me three questions from that list. What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What danger should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or important? Who's really in control here? And what here is not what it appears to be? Okay. What is about to happen? As in, like, what is the purpose? Uh, okay, so what is the purpose? Like, what is about to happen here? Um, okay. 
So as you're you're walking around, you see all these lines coming off of the rocket, uh, and you follow some of them to like this this workbench area, and you see that like there's these canisters attached to the conduits, and they're like unhooking them from the conduits and like storing them. So they're harvesting this energy from the rocket, uh, and also at this workbench you see just piles of blueprints and you look at them and you see all these experimental weapons you see a tank that is 1000 tons immensely huge you see a uh, a bomber named the America bomber uh, that has long-range bombing capabilities. Um, you see a railgun of immense size that can shoot targets more than 100 miles away. You see all of these weapons that in no way can possibly exist. You have two more questions. What here is useful or important? What here is useful or important? Um... I mean, it has to be these canisters of this strange energy. Uh, the the care they are taking with storing it, uh, the vast amounts of it that they have harvested so far, um, that has to be this, the center of their operation. That's why they're doing this, is to harvest this energy. Uh, and who is really in control here? Who is really in control here? Um, me. It's me. It's me. It's it's <laughs> Guy Gergwin. Um. Oh, I know it. I got it. It's a good one, and I'm gonna say it now. Um. So <laughs> you see, okay. Uh, you see, like this important, uh, military official walk out. You see all the badges on his chest. You see his hat is tucked up under his arm as he's walking. Uh, and he's strolling across. And obviously, this military personnel is in charge of this. And right next to him is this imposing figure of a man in a tuxedo... Not a tuxedo suit, but in a very nice suit. He is huge and muscular with a shaved head and uh, you see them talking to each other. Uh, the German military man says, What you have supplied us with will afford us the victory we need in this war. And Theodore the Tussler Tuskman says, Anything I can do to be of service. Oh boy. <laughs> You hurt my heart. Do I recognize him? You, well, okay, that's a good question. Uh, you would not know him as, like, a criminal by any means, but would Dr. Fusion have watched any boxing matches? Because he is, uh, he was a huge heavyweight boxing champion, and he was kind of the Cinderella story. You know, he came from rags, climbed his way up, and won. Uh, it's very inspirational for the Great Depression era to see this man go from rags to kind of like the champion of a people. 
so if if you kept up with sports at all, you might recognize this picture from the papers. Um, but I mean, that's up to you. I feel like I feel like I wouldn't really like know much of anything about him. I boxing is not in yeah in Doctor Fusion's wheelhouse, but I think he would definitely read the paper probably thoroughly through the paper so he probably would have seen him on, on on at least a news heading or something sure sure so you you have like a passing knowledge uh and one is just, yeah that's an american <laughs> right yeah uh Hold on. yeah i'm and, having uh, heart palpitations i don't know how to handle this right now i, I, I wish i wish this was a stream show sometimes <laughs> just because like the visceral reaction that christy had to me saying theodore <laughs> tussler tuskman's name <laughs> It was a dagger to the heart. <laughs> I, as soon as you started describing him, I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Nope. Yeah, no, it's no, 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 no. Yep. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's what I figured out. Cool. Um, could I attempt to... Is there anyone around like actively looking at any of these blueprints or anything like that? Uh, definitely. Um, you, you see them, like, making modifications and saying, like, uh, the energy source will go here, and it will fuel the entire battery. Uh, and they're, like, drawing and making modifications okay. to this as they go. Could I roll something to attempt to, like, memorize this <laughs> blueprint? Ooh, that's interesting. Um, let's, let's play with this idea a little bit. Minor radioactivity, X-ray imaging is based off of radiation. So maybe like you, okay, l- literally burn an image of this into your brain that you can recall later using radiation. Gosh, that's brutal. <laughs> is that is that too much of a stretch? I mean, we are making a comic book show here. It sounds I don't know. legit. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> it sounds about. Cool. Yeah. Well, no, I kind of like that. Scientists say it checks out. All right, we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's do it. I like that idea. All right, uh, yeah, I like it. Let's roll for it. Uh, so go ahead and roll a push. Uh, and when you push your powers and concentrate to do something that is not on your power profile... Uh, first determine if the power falls under simple, difficult, or borderline. So, Occam, what do you think this will fall under? Simple, difficult, or borderline? I feel like it's at least difficult, because I feel like it would actually be, like, probably painful. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, actually painful. Yeah, I agree with that. Looking at your, um difficult powers like you have your short circuit electronics with the touch fire short range burst of electricity so yeah it sounds like your difficult powers are more like applied uses of your radiation yeah uh, so yeah I, th- I think that works out so it's difficult so that means uh now you're just gonna roll no additions just roll yes okay uh nine a nine okay so on a seven through nine you can do it but the effort will exhaust you uh you're going to take two stress because this was difficult uh and you cannot you you cannot add this power to your power profile um but uh just for like posterity's sake go ahead and put it down in possible okay um because your possible powers are like ideas for future powers you could have 
Um, so now, like, we have this categorized, and we can be like, oh, yeah, we tried to do this once. Let's try to make it like a full-time power. Um, okay, so you're going to take two stress. Uh, what, what, what are you at now? What's your stress sitting at? Five. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. That hurt. That hurt a lot. I did it, but it hurt. Yeah. Um, okay, so what that means is you have five stress. Uh, you cannot take more than five stress. So anytime you would be forced to take another stress, when you have five, you instead have to take a condition. Uh, and, of Ooh, course, okay. once, you, once you mark all your conditions, uh, you're done. Uh, there's actually a move called on... Or, I think it's just called Death's Door uh, that we will explore if you get all your conditions filled. Uh, but yeah, that hurt. But you literally have a x-ray image of this thing etched into your brain. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay. Ow. Like what? Uh, what reaction do we see from Leslie as he does this? I think he's like glancing over. Like somebody's like around the table, but he's like glancing over at this blueprint and just like focuses really hard. And then like a drip of blood flows out of his nose, and he just starts to have a headache and just like, oh, just covers his face and starts to back away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as you back away, you bump into somebody, and you turn around, and you come face-to-face with Theodore Tuskman. And he looks at you, and he sees the blood dribbling out of your nose, and he reaches up a big fist. And he takes a handkerchief out of his pocket and offers it to you. Danke. And he takes it and wipes his nose. And says in German, I, I apologize. I, I think I hit my head earlier. Theodore looks over at the military commander that's standing next to him. And the military commander says in English, which you understand. He says it will not happen again. And Theodore nods. Excellent. I think it's time we got out of here anyways. We turn the page. Back in the mess hall, we see these Nazi soldiers and scientists just covered with food stuff. Uh, Christy, what is Geiger Gwen doing? Well, she caused a little bit of a ruckus, so she was trying to ease her way back out of it to head back towards where Dr. Fusion was so she could help in any way possible. Okay. So, are you are you being sneaky about it? Yeah, I'm not trying to draw any attention to myself because, okay. let's be honest, she's going to draw attention because she's a good-looking gal. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's roll a sneak around. Roll plus maneuver. My goodness gracious, okay. Oh my gosh, six? <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> he says as he's twiddling his fingers like, yes. yes. Oh boy! This is delicious. Do you do you want to burn a bond to step it up? No, I'm gonna take it. Okay. Mm. Uh, so we see a shot of Geiger Gwyn like phasing through a wall 
uh, from the mess hall back onto that catwalk and you take a few steps and then you freeze and look up standing a few feet away from you you see tiny Tim no he's not there <laughs> he, I thought he it was is. just his dad oh no and you freeze and he looks over at you and his brow furrows and then his eyes go wide Gwen? Tiny what the hell are you doing here? what the hell are you doing here? and what are you wearing? and we like have a cutaway shot of you like in this dripping wet skin tight wetsuit oh yeah um that is no longer any of your business. What the... Why? Uh, and there's just a panel of her, like, shaking. And just, she will not look away from him. Baby, where have you been for the last two years? Don't you dare call me baby. And he, like, he frowns. What'd you say to me? She takes two steps back. You stepped out... On our business. You left me high and dry. That was your business. It was our business, Gwen. We were working on it together. We were climbing the ranks together. I had no choice. I had no choice in the matter. You never gave me a choice. I did it to make you and Boss happy. That is it. You always had a choice, Gwen. And you stuck around. And he takes a step forward. Because you enjoyed it. Solitary tear down her cheek. Mm. Through you, Tiny. And I'm in a phase to go through the catwalk that I'm on. Dope! Uh, yeah, we just... You fall through the grating, and he, he looks after you, and he runs off screaming, Dad! Dad! And he's just running along the catwalk. Daddy's boy. And then she just takes off running towards Doc. Hello, friends, and welcome to the mid-roll section of Season 1, Episode 8 of Tales to Inspire. I'm your host, David White. And before we get back to this action-packed episode, we have some housekeeping things to go over. But I, let's just take a moment to talk about how fun is this episode. This is These are great episodes. Episode 7, Episode 8. These were really fun to record. Uh, Occam and Christy uh, are really great role players, and uh, throwing them into this situation together was a ton of fun. Uh, and speaking of all that, uh, the fun, Occam, Christy, all that, uh, be sure to stick around after the credits. If you are familiar with our show Missed Conceptions, at the end of every uh, kind of story arc, we had a, a geek out during the credits. It was actually a move in the City of Mist rules, um, but I loved it so much that I decided to go ahead and carry it over 
to Tales to Inspire. I'm sorry it took us eight episodes before we had our first geek out. Um, but be sure to stick around to hear us talk about uh, out-of-character stuff, uh, goals, thoughts, uh, what went on behind the scenes of this episode. Uh, just a good time. Be sure to stick around after the, uh, the end roll credits for that after session wrap-up. Uh, hey, you might not know this. I mean, I'm sure you do. I talk about it every show notes section, but we have a Patreon. Our Patreon goes towards paying for our music, our ambiance, and most importantly, it goes towards paying the awesome players like Occam, like Christy, for the amazing work they do every episode. Unfortunately, as is the case with Patreon-supported shows, we have fallen below uh, one of our goals. We have fallen below our $400 a month goal. At that goal, I am able to pay our performers consistently $5 uh, an hour that we spend recording. Unfortunately, right now we've fallen below the $400 a month goal. I am still paying our players, but without the sustainability of $400 a month, I do not know how long I can continue to do that. So, uh, I would like to request that if you like our show, if you enjoy what we do here, please consider giving to our Patreon. We really, really want to continue paying our players and creating this great content for you all. We have goals beyond just paying $5 an hour. Really, what I would love to do is uh, I have a goal in mind to raise that $5 an hour to $15 an hour that we spend recording to make our, uh, you know... To, to really pay people for the amount of time they put into each recording session. So, if you're a fan of the show, I want to challenge you. Just give $1 a month on our Patreon. But $1 a month? That, that seems stupid, David. Why would we do that? Well, if everybody that listens to our show gave $1 a month, we would be able to meet our $400 a month goal easily. So... It, I mean, it's weird asking you to pay a dollar for the show that is definitely 100% free, but if you gave a dollar, that would make a big difference in the grand scheme of things over here at the Misconceptions Podcast Network. So, I'll reiterate, please consider giving to our Patreon so we can continue to pay the awesome performers on this network for the work that they do. And we also have a store. If you don't want to give uh, monetarily every month, you can also go to our store, misconceptionspod.com slash shop. We have some really cool stuff. And just between you and me, there's some cool Tales to Inspire merch that is in the pipeline. I'll let you know more about that in the future. But if you want to go support our show, you could also go to misconceptionspod.com slash shop. And you could buy some of our merch. And that goes towards supporting us and supporting our network. And it makes me feel so good inside. Well, that's all for the show notes this time. Uh, I'm going to get you back to this episode lickety-split. Let's have some more fun Alpine action. Dr. Fusion, back to you. The Tuskman has walked off by now. 
uh, and his okay. Nazi psychophant is following after psychophant. him. Psychophant. <laughs> Sorry. Psychophant. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I would like to start uh, messing around with, like, looking at the different devices and trying to find something where I can cause it to slowly, just like a gradual increase in pressure on something. Um, and and set it like to increase over the next I don't know ten minutes. Definitely. Um, okay. Uh, this sounds like a use environment. Okay. Uh, so when you use something from the environment to suit your purposes, the EIC will tell you one or more. Uh, and I'm gonna say it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, what you're doing is going to have catastrophic consequences. And I think what you do is when no one's looking is you unhook two of those containers mm. and you take the two open ends of the conduits and you like fit it together to make a feedback loop of this energy. I like it. So it's like draining, but also like it, it's going back into that power source. Yeah. Um, and already you feel the coils start to get hot. And you see, like, the grooves start to glow just ever so brightly as this energy is building up. Okay. I'm going to put that down. Um, look around for Gwen if I can see her. Can I see you right now? I'm no longer trying to be stealthy. I'm just sprinting in the direction I feel like he was in. Doc! Doc! It's time to go! Uh... And I like this idea. You are not on the same level. You yeah, are a level down. Okay. He's a level up. And you, you hear her screaming, Doc, Doc, it's time to go. And I think we see a panel of her like sprinting along the catwalk. But she's like phasing through people as she's running. Yes. Like she's just phasing through the scientists. Um, and as she's screaming, Doc, Doc, you hear somebody screaming in English, Dad, Dad. And you look over and you see just kind of a, a wisp of a man. Uh, just lanky, slick-backed hair, scratchy beard on his chin, uh, running up the steps to the landing you're on, and you see Tuskman walking towards him. Okay. Uh, and we will, the next panel is Tuskman standing at the top of the stairs, what the hell's the matter with you, boy? What's wrong? And Tiny Tim is at the bottom of the stairs panting. She's here. Gwen. And Tuskman's eyes go wide. What? Next panel. What are y'all doing? I, Dr. Fusion, is going to see where she's yelling. I'd like to snatch a, a one of the canisters of whatever they're using. Um... Just grab one and then mm-hmm. jump off the catwalk and use my power glove to just grab onto something and just slide down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's roll a seize control. Uh, so roll. Um, let's roll with maneuver. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus one. Oh, you two have been doing well tonight. Come on. Don't fail me now. Okay, so that's going to be an eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you choose one. 
You seize control over what was contested, but your opponent attacks you in retaliation. You immediately enter into a combat exchange. Or you seize control over what was contested, but the offer the effort exhausts you. Mark a condition. Which of those do you choose? Oh god. I'm gonna go for the, the I get attacked one. You get attacked. Okay, so it's going to go immediately into a combat exchange. Uh, and I think you said you wanted something to grab onto and slide down. Yeah, I was like going to gr- jump uh, jump at a pillar and just like slam my power glove into it and just like grind my way down. Uh, I'm going to do you one better, my dude. Uh, oh you jump and you grab hold of the rocket and you're sliding yes. down that rocket. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so you, you have the canister, this glowing canister in one hand, your power glove uh, grinding along this metal. Um, and as of, as you're making this raucous noise, we see like the onomatopoeia as you're grinding yep. down. Uh, and Tuskman looks over and sees you and then sees Gwen rushing through these people shouting, uh, Doc, Doc, it's time to go. And we enter into a combat exchange. I'm scared. I have five stress. Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, uh, since there's more than one combatant, I actually wrote down what I did. Uh, so, what did what are you doing? Defend and maneuver. Okay. Evade and observe. Evade and observe. Okay. So, uh, the Nazi personnel and Tiny Tim chose to advance and attack. And Theodore Tuskman chose to evade and observe. So, defend and maneuver. That's you, Geiger Gwen. All right, so. All right, let's see, let's see. Come on, baby. Nine. Nine. All right, you nice. get to choose one. What do you choose? I'm going to do defend. So I'm okay. going to be defending Dr. Fusion. Okay. Uh, and how how are you going to defend them? How, just describe it for us narratively. So as he's sliding down, as soon as he hits the bottom, that's when Gwen catches up with him and she kind of just body shields him for a second between the only two people that she's worried about, Tiny and Theodore. Okay. Uh, and then over to advance and attack. The uh, Nazi personnel are going to pressure Dr. Fusion since he has the the canister they're going to pressure you that you cannot advance and attack next combat exchange fine uh so as you're as you're grinding down uh they they grab their weapons and they are all shouting in German we see all these word bubbles halt stop drop it uh and they're all cocking their weapons pointing it at you uh, and then Tiny Tim is going to go with advance and attack. Uh, he pulls out his Tommy gun, uh, and he's going to choose to smash. He's going to mark one stress to destroy or to stabilize something in the environment, possibly inflicting or overcoming a fictionally appropriate positive or negative status. So... Um, he takes out his Tommy gun and he just sprays all these bullets in your direction, but he is such a bad shot. He misses you, but his bullets hit like the conduits and machines all around you. Uh, and you are impaired Geiger Gwyn. 
you are slowed or off balance. You have to mark one stress or take a minus two to all physical actions. I'll do a stress. What are you at? Only two stress so far, actually. Oh, good, good, good. I'm good, I'm good. And then uh, over to evade and observe. Geiger Gwyn, that's you. No, that's me. No, I did defend and maneuver. That's, yeah. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, it's Dr. Fusion. Okay. Oh, heck yeah. That's a 10. Nice. So choose two. Okay, I'm going to catch my breath and clear a stress. Nice. So I just take a moment to steal myself for what's going on. And then I'm going to bolster Geiger Gwyn. Okay. Uh, so I guess you're going to give her a positive status. So what are you what are you going to bolster her with? I would like to give her empowered. How would how would you empower her? So hear me out on this. Okay. <laughs> I would like to I, I'm like kind of bent down just breathing and I would like to like reach out and touch her on the sh- on like the elbow and just like zap her with a bit of radiation just a short little like like static electricity and then just say give him hell interesting there's just a there's just this little square of her being like got a dot okay so can you do this with your current powers? I guess it's not a thing. So yeah, uh, let me just make it. Well, uh, no, no, no. Let I mean, let's let's do it. I like it uh, because I think it's you. You're interacting. I mean, you're using your powers in a new way we haven't seen before. So also, yeah. in addition to this, I want you to roll a push. Okay. I'm going to say this one probably falls under difficult as well. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. I forgot to mention that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a, that's a 10. <gasps> a 10. All right. To, so, yes. Uh, you are not going to take stress for this. And oh you God. get to add it to your power profile under difficult. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What, what would you... How would you list this power? What would you say it is? Uh. Radioactive energy boost. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's. I, I think. I think I'm going to call it Power Surge. And I just okay. can. I can touch someone, and like a bit of radioactivity just like oomphs. Gives them an oomph. Okay, okay. And I definitely think that makes sense with the empowered status that you're giving Geiger Gwyn in this moment. So, Geiger Gwyn, what that means is uh, at the end of every combat exchange, you get to... Let me go see where it is. Uh, You get to clear one stress at the end of each combat exchange. And this is the end of a combat exchange. Nice. Oh, wait. No, it's not, because... So Tuskman is doing evade and observe He is going to seize a position uh, So as you You give her that burst of energy You're standing there at the bottom And then you just hear a heavy thud 
and you look up and you see that the Tuskman has jumped from that second story scaffolding and landed right in front of you and he stands up and he unbuttons his suit jacket and lets it falls to the side and he starts rolling up his sleeves Gwendolyn boss I never thought I would see you again sure as hell didn't think I would see you in the Alps well, we all get disappointed. Do you remember the cost for leaving the family? You were never my family. Watch that toe, girl. The only one that gets to talk down to me nowadays is Doc. <laughs> Dr. Fusion standing behind you like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, what? What are you talking about? Me? What do you mean, me? <laughs> What about me? What is it? What? Yeah. So uh, he seizes the position in front of you, blocking your exit. Um, And that's the end of a combat exchange. So now, Geiger Gwen, you can clear stress. And then that's the end of a combat exchange. Do we enter into a new combat exchange or what do y'all try to do? You have dozens of guards up above you. Tiny Tim is firing his Tommy gun willy nilly. And Theodore Tusser Tuskman heavyweight champion heavyweight boxing champion of the united states and apparently criminal organization leader is standing right in front of you a lot smarter than i originally anticipated (laughs) oh oh and right after this combat exchange we have a panel of those two conduits that dr fusion stuck together and the grooves are starting to glow a little brighter I don't see anything we can do other than combat. All right. Let's go into a combat exchange. And I'll just remind you that the Nazi soldiers were pressuring you last combat exchange, and you cannot choose the advance and attack option. Dr. Fusion can't, right? I cannot. Correct. Ooh, you're right. That is true. Yes. Because I'm going to do advance and attack. Okay. I'm going to evade him and observe again. She's going to take it to her old boss. This is such a I'm cool not going to lie. She is pissed. It's going to be good. <laughs> okay. Uh, all three of them chose to advance oh, and attack. No. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, okay. It goes straight to advance and attack, and that means Geiger Gwyn is oh going first. Oh, my gosh. I have, for any combat move, because I'm angry, it's negative two. And my and and my smash is negative one, so that's negative three. Oh man, bad. I mean, I mean, narratively speaking, it makes sense, but the player in me is like, I should have taken that back. Well, hold on, you have you have angry marked, which gives you a minus two to evade and observe. Oh, so that doesn't add on to my smash, which is negative one. Correct. So you're good to that. No. So I guess I guess really we should have been applying it to the evade and observe move you're doing. Yeah. But afraid gives you a minus two to okay. advance and attack. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So negative one then only. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. No. <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> That's a three. But I'm gonna I'm gonna burn a bond. I apologize okay. in advance, Occam. We're gonna hate each other so much more after this. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Dr. Fusion, say, mm, I don't like saying I'm sorry. 
elbow him in the face before I go towards uh, Theodore. Okay. So you burn that bond, step that bond up by one. Uh, What is your bond at with Darker (laughs) Fusion now? Let's see here. Once I add this, it'll be four out of six. So four out of six. Okay, so getting closer and closer to uh, having that bond clock full, uh, which will mean some sort of fallout. Good boy. Um, But since you burned that, you have a seven through nine. Um, So which do you choose? I'm going to strike. Okay. So you're going to strike. Do you want to mark a stress to force him to take two stress or inflict a condition? Yeah, I'll do that. Um, I'm just going straight at him. Bar brawl style because Gwen is not happy. So she just does Mm -hmm. a roundhouse Mm -hmm. punch that he doesn't see coming because he is not expecting her to just go for it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, are you marking a condition? Or, sorry, are you making him mark a condition or mark to stress? Um, I want him to mark a condition. Okay. So, you run at him. What do you do? Describe it's, it for us. It's me. I'm assuming in my mind, I'm seeing he's a boxer. He knows what's going to happen. So, as I'm running up to him, he goes to preemptively strike me. I slide under it, Black Widow style, uppercut him in the jaw. Nice. Yeah, you collides with his chin. Beautiful. Uh, well, then I'm going to say Tuskman goes next. Uh, so you, you uppercut him. Boom, right there in the jaw. Just a solid punch. And he comes back, dances, puts his fists up. And he faints at you with one punch. And then he comes for your side with the other. Uh, and he is going to strike you. Uh, and he's going to mark a stress to make you mark a condition. Did he roll for this? Did you, do, do you uh, roll for So he does not. So NPCs, uh, they get to choose like one of the okay. things. Uh, but as they like take more damage, especially if they're like important NPCs, they can take more than one. Okay, so she's definitely marking a frame. Yeah. Yeah, you uppercut and then you feel just the full the full power of a heavyweight boxing champion slam into your side. There's the slow motion panel of her getting punched and a tear going down her face. Mm. Ooh, so sad. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's say Tiny Tim goes next because he also chose advance and attack. And uh, he is going to... I'm sorry to do it to you. He's also going to strike you, Geiger Gwyn. That makes sense. Uh but he is not going to mark an, uh, a stress. So you get to choose. Do you take two stress, do you lose an advantage, or do you take a condition? I'm going to take two stress. Okay. Step up your stress by two. He lets loose with those bullets. They are flying all around you as you try to dance out of the way of his daddy's fists. And then the Nazi personnel are going to pressure uh, Dr. Fusion... And Dr. Fusion cannot choose to evade and observe next combat exchange. How dare you. So they, they start firing all around you, trying to block you off. Um, but Dr. Fusion, it's your turn. What do you do? Or what do you do? You're doing evade and observe. I still Go ahead and roll. for this turn. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nine. 
And nine, so you get to choose one. I would like to hun- uh, hinder the Nazi personnel. Okay. Um, I want to go up and power up my fusion fist and just punch a support beam and it's gonna just cause all of the railing and stuff in the room to just start like shaking and, and uh, rumbling which will kind of put them off guard so that'll p- impair them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it'll make them off balance uh, impair I was I was thinking that it might be stunned uh, you're caught off guard you can't act or respond for a few seconds until you steady yourself that works too yeah we'll stun them that sounds good okay that basically means that they have one turn where they don't do anything, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so you slam your fist into that. Uh, the vibrations go up the floors. Uh, the end of a combat exchange. Geiger Gwen, you are still empowered, so step back your stress by one. Nice. Uh, and then in the next panel, we see those two connected conduits glowing a little brighter. And we see actually some red working into the tinge of blue along the metal. And uh, Tuskman has his fists up. He's dancing around, surprisingly light on his feet for how immense he is. You shouldn't have left us. If you had stayed with us, you would have had a good life, Gwendolyn. If I would have stayed, I would have died. You're going to die here right now. At least it would be my choice. Can I do something other than combat for a second? Yeah. That, that's what this time is yeah. for. I punched the support beam. I'd like to burst over to the wall we came in from and start punching it, trying to break it open so water starts flowing into the room. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my. I like it. Uh, okay, let's roll. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I think this is a take a risk. So go ahead and roll plus smash. Cool. Plus one. Uh, that's an eight. An eight. All right. So you do it, but you do it imperfectly. The EIC tells you how your approach might lead to unexpected consequences. Accept those consequences or mark one stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so you're trying to break open this wall. Water is going to come gushing into this plant. Um, Okay, 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 okay. So, you're going to break this open. This wall of water is going to rush in. There is all this electronic and nuclear equipment all around you. So, as this water rushes in, uh, everybody is going to take a doomed status, which means you're going to mark one stress every few seconds or action scene until you free yourself. Or you can choose to take one stress to somehow not make that happen. We just got to get out in time. That's, that's, yep, that's fair. If everybody's doomed, we're all doomed. We're all doomed. <laughs> yeah. You're all doomed. All right. So you, you break that open and that water rushes in, like I said, this freezing cold water spraying against your chest, your lower body, your extremities, freezing cold. 
And as it hits all this electrical and machine equipment, we just see bursts of fire and static and electricity as just we see this place start to go to hell in a handbasket real quick. Uh, so everybody now has the doom status. Well, I guess everybody down on the floor. That makes the most sense. Uh, so Tiny Tim is up on the scaffolding. Those Nazi personnel are on the top. So until the water gets up to them, they will not be doomed. Okay. Um, okay, so so Dr. Fusion, Geiger, Gwen, and Tuskman all have doomed. So as, to, as this is all happening right now, Geiger, Gwen would like to pull her little pistol and just hold it on Theodore and be like what you don't understand is I know what a family is supposed to be now and she's slowly backing towards where Dr. Fusion is you gotta understand Gwen you do not get to walk away from this family you can be carried away you can be carried out but you cannot just walk away I do what I want now, and I'm going to grab Dr. Fusion and try to phase out. Okay, and I'll say that during that exchange, you all take one stress. Yes, sir. And then you grab Dr. You grab Dr. Fusion and jump out into the water? Yep, we phase through the cold water again. Okay, you phase out. Uh, and so I think we have the scene of you phasing through that. And then we see your two heads bob up on the crystal serene lake. Uh, what do y'all do? Oh, and then we have a panel of those two conduit lines glowing even brighter. We see cracks start to appear in the metal pipes. Uh, Gwen just kind of holds onto him and just keeps swimming towards the shore. Maybe we can get to the uh, snowmobiles. Move quick, Doc. Move quick. Yep. We're going to swim, like, parallel to the to the facility and try to get up to the side of it where maybe some snowmobiles or something are parked. Definitely. I think you, you come up and you see one of those uh, toaster snowmobiles. <laughs> uh, so as he's jumping on the thing and we're trying to get out of there... I'm going to reach around him to try and take control of the snowcat so we can get okay. out there. I love it. And so we have you just peeling off in the snow. Uh, and we we have a distant panel of you coming up, kind of where you came up previously and like scouted out the area when you first arrived. And we have this beautiful depiction of the lake, of the facility. And as you come up on this rise, you both turn around and you see the facility explode. A fiery blast of blue energy and orange flames and dust and debris just plumes up into the air. There's a little panel of Gwen just looking at the explosion going, I know it's not your fault. I don't mean to blame you. You just see Dr. Fusion lift up the canister well we got this maybe it will help and then in the next panel Geiger Gwen eases that snowmobile away uh, and we turn the page you are coming into like this little cove uh, and the deep sea dame 
in all her American national pride glory is sitting there in the water uh, and the staff is there uh, waiting for you the ramp is lowered and as you're loading on um, the the captain of the vessel says was it a success? Dr. Fusion looks at him immediately and just goes paper now uh, sure of course and he turns around and a cabin boy runs up with all this loose leaf paper. He spreads it out like haphazardly and just starts scribbling that blueprint all over it. Uh, Geiger Glenn is just kind of, she turned around and looked back to where they were just along mm-hmm. the horizon and she's just got a blank look on her face and she's slightly mm-hmm. shaking. Just standing there. As you are standing there, and as you have dropped down and you're sketching this out, the captain says, uh, "We we really should get on the Dane. We need to get back to Tunisia. The invasion of Sicily was a failure. Doesn't sound like all of your hero buddies made it out." What? What do you mean? I'm just telling you what I heard on the horn. But we should get going. Gwen sprints onto the boat. And as the ramp closes on the deep sea dame and it slowly submerges and starts speedily going across the Mediterranean Sea back to Tunisia, that is where we will end this episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. We'll be back with our next episode on October 3rd. If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow us at Misconceptions Pod for up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just to show us your general positive feelings about the show. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord so that you can chat with other friends of the show and chat with other cast members directly. We also have an email. If you'd like to contact us that way, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of supporters and gain access to exclusive content, please consider joining our Patreon. The Tells to Inspire theme song was composed by Esteban Del Pino. You can find out more about his music on fiverr.com slash iam underscore w-a-k-e. Geiger Gwyn was played by Christy Scheidemantel, who can be found at Polish Christy on Twitter. Dr. Fusion was played by Occam Razor, who can be found at Occam Sockam Robo on Twitter. And I'm David White, your editor-in-chief. You can find me at Mr. Banana Socks on Twitter. The role-playing game system used in this production was a modified version of the Worlds in Peril role-playing game by Sam Joko Publishing, featuring elements from the Avatar Legends role-playing game and Masks A New Generation role-playing game, both by Magpie Games. Tales to Inspire is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and buy cool merch at misconceptionspod.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Thank you so much for listening. 
and keep it nerdy, y'all. So do not stop recording because what yes, we're going to do now the end of session stuff, right? Yeah. Is we're going to do our end of session. So, uh, fans of misconceptions, this would be what you would call the geek out after the season. Nope. Geek out. What is it called? Geek out during the credits. I made this show for four freaking years, 92 episodes, and I can't remember the name of the move. Uh, but anyways, this will be a, uh, post-session uh, discussion, uh, out of character, just talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, personal feelings, character drama, uh, all that jazz, and then there will be some mechanical things we do at the end, uh, but Occam and Christy, uh, how, what, that, those episodes, what'd you think? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was... So good. everything I hoped it would so be so good. I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. So much uh, fun. Yes, I am so glad that y'all gave me the opportunity to like expose Tuskman for being a Nazi sympathizer. Was that something you had planned? Not at all. Well, we had talked about it in our session zero. We said like Tuskman is a Nazi sympathizer, yeah. but I was like, I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah. Well, as soon as you, it's funny because like, I try not to think about it so much as I'm doing it, but as soon as you started like describing that guy, I immediately was like, that's not Theodore Tuskman, is it? (laughs) Is it? And as soon as you're like, Theodore the Tuskman, the Tusler Tuskman, I was like, no, no, (laughs) trauma, 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 trauma. That's all I could think of. I was like, this is awful. Oh man. Poor Gwen. Poor Gwen. Yeah, yeah that was. A, oh, I love. I love it though. That was a, a a very traumatic episode for Gwen, for sure. Seeing her uh, her manipulative and abusive ex boyfriend and uh, his equally manipulative and abusive daddy. Which one is scarier? We don't mm. know. Both. Yeah, they're both not it's good. Probably and, Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> And the the relationship between her and Doctor Fusion is I know the the way I saw it near the end made me really ha- like it's still rocky by oh, yeah. no means is it good but all I could picture was like a brother and sister relationship mm. where they are inadvertently always gonna be at each other's throats I could say that Occam how do you think Doctor Fusion views their relationship I think Doctor Fusion does not care about Geiger Gwen no, at all okay. right now. <laughs> like she may think she, so she has this view of how he feels about her. Doesn't even give her a second thought. <laughs> That's so fair. Gwen is just overthinking it. She's just like, no, he feels bad. He doesn't yeah. feel bad. 
<laughs> feels nothing. Well, he doesn't care. He's like man of I, logic and fine. reason and I nuclear know, fission. Care. Uh, right. Yeah, so listeners, this this little episode eight and nine, I did not have planned to happen. But uh, when we recorded episode four, uh, Occam had just this one little line that Dr. Fusion said to Geiger Gwynn. It was like, when he pulled her in close, he was like, when we get back, you're going to explain why you were in my lab. And then I was like, Oh, okay, we gotta explore that a little bit, uh, and thus uh, these episodes. I'm so happy it's the you did best. Yeah. because so good, epic, epic. I love it. Yeah, awesome these, episodes. These were very good episodes. Pulling in some new mechanics that we haven't seen, but also really uh, just exploring a cool character dynamic. Uh, and just like just characters because uh, that yeah. that has been my biggest regret so far is that I haven't given y'all great or er, enough opportunities to like let the light shine on your characters like it's been real combat heavy the first three episodes were super combat heavy uh, but I, I've these characters all these characters are so rich that like I really just want to explore your characters more and just give y'all the time to do that well, and these episodes were the perfect balance of combat and role I agree. play. Yeah, yeah. Like we and and our role play was such that we really didn't have to say a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was just whatever one or two lines we had to each other set the mood. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we know exactly how they feel towards each mm-hmm. other. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, and uh, what did, what did y'all think of the combat mechanics? Because this was y'all's first time to play with that. I really liked it. I really, yeah. really like it. Yeah. It makes me more excited to play the Avatar Legends. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that combat system is taken wholesale from Avatar Legends, the RPG, which real is just a fantastic product. But yeah, the way they handle combat in that game is so nice. And I, I think, really, I think, really good. Yeah. I think one of the things that I like the most about it is that we all kind of make the decision at one time what we're planning on doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And so that really, no one knows what the other people are going to do. You don't do what you're going to do based off what they're doing. Sure. And it's very real life in that aspect. Like, you don't know what the other person's going to do until it happens. Yeah. In a yeah. weird way, it reminds me of the... Uh, x-wing miniatures game yeah yeah because you set your dials and your motion mm-hmm. stuff before like all of you set it down face down and then you go in order and just do it like it's kind of interesting i like it a lot yeah yeah because with the x-wing miniatures game i'm like i want my x-wing to do a hard right but your tie fighter goes before me and somehow your tie fighter ends up right where i was gonna go and so my time, my X-wing crashes into that, and it's bad news bears. Uh, yeah, I do, I do like because you can you can kind of predict what they're gonna do. It's like oh, like they're real angry, so he's probably gonna advance and attack me. So like you can use role playing and narrative clues cues to figure out what to do. But even still, you're still taking a risk. It's it's like I don't know. That's an added oh, yeah. level of excitement. I think it's like meta excitement about the combat. 
Yeah. And the pressure move in advance and attack might be my favorite thing in this whole system. Because really trying to predict what they're going to do for next round and being like, you can't do mm. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. I like it a lot. It feels a lot more tactical than a lot of other uh, combat systems. Yes, yeah. And it, it's, it's tactical and it's easy. You have three options. And so it combat flows so well and so quick with this system, I feel. Yeah, it is. Um, I really wish... It didn't hold up, it didn't hold up the storytelling exactly. at all. Exactly. It was all, all part of it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I really like the combat system. Yeah. I kick myself because we didn't use it in the first three episodes, because I think that would have made the first three episodes even better. But, I like it. I'm glad we're using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's um, going to be great. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, any any other thoughts about this session? Um, I will say um, I am by no means um, an expert or someone that would say that she knows a whole lot about it. But having this episode be kind of like a trigger issue, Mm-mm. these last two episodes, I just do want to throw out there that if you're having a hard time or if you've been in an abusive relationship or something like that mm-hmm. uh survive seek help do what you gotta do mm-hmm. um and just i don't know how to put it properly but all, all i'm saying is that these episodes are intense so if you get to the end of it and you think it's hurting you in any shape or form you know just yeah go to your safe place mm-hmm. yeah for sure I was I'm playing the character and you hear me giggling the whole time. That is pure stress mm. <laughs> on my part and because I want to play it properly and I sure, want to make sure. sure that that character is yeah properly brought to life. Yeah. And so my my heart hurts for her the whole time and I just want everybody to know that I am in no way shape or form telling you that this is a happy moment for Geiger mm-hmm, Gwen. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's just me trying to artfully and tactfully take care of this in a way that's real but also okay yeah yeah well said throwing that out there (laughs) put some trigger warnings at the beginning of the of the session of the issue yeah yeah Yeah. and you know with with playing with this this character that has this abusive relationship in her past uh you know if if it ever is too much for you christy uh let me know i mean we can interrupt the flow of the episode and decide how we want to rework it so it's not as triggering for you or triggering for for audience because uh, i mean it it's a bad relationship and it needs to affect the character but i don't want it to affect you as the player uh, and that that goes for anybody which, yeah right and which i appreciate which everybody who's playing any of these kind of games games should know that their group should be openly oh yeah communicative and talk about it and everybody should be on the same page oh yeah if you're playing a game where you ever feel pressured to do something that you don't want to do get out of that game yep. the, these are not the people that do that to me i love this group oh and well we so love you it'll be great yeah thanks i you know i'm great <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> yes you are yeah that's pretty good <laughs> all right uh, well, uh, anything else before we get to the mechanics of this? I I want to say 
Doctor Fusion has already evolved a lot from what I originally planned. A lot because of my the way I've decided to play him, like in combat and stuff. He's definitely more of a. I expected to be more of like a a like physical combat kind of like outside of combat be the investigator the the scientist the smart guy but in combat i expected to just be like punching stuff with my fusion fist and i find myself not punching things as often as i expected um i find myself playing more like a speedster said the dude that just punched a hole in a nuclear plant i don't punch things but i'm not punching people as much as i expected i mean that's fair that's fair this 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 these two sessions i didn't punch a single person i punched a boat a pillar and a wall (laughs) and a a building (laughs) yeah and going off of that i will throw out there that this is one of the first characters i've played where she wants to be physical and punch a whole lot of things but physically she can't do a whole lot it's she's got to use her head and I'm not saying I'm not a smart person, but tact- <laughs> like tactically speaking, it takes a lot for me to like work around what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, sure. <laughs> so it takes me a minute to be like, she would probably know exactly what to do in this moment. Yeah. Do I? No. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, I've kind of, I feel like I've been playing him more as a speedster, which is interesting, and I kind of like it actually. A tech-based speedster is kind of cool. Um, and then also like. His radio, his radioactivity powers are a lot more unstable and random than I expected, which is also, yeah. it makes sense, and it's kind of cool. I love it, though. It makes sense. Yeah, the jump start of energy and the, the x-ray imaging that we explored this yeah. session. I mean, those were zero so cool. interesting Zero powers. idea I could ever think about doing that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the the power surge thing, I feel like he doesn't even know what he did. Like it just Ooh. happened. Sure, sure. It was an instinct it was an instinctual thing. Like, I'm gonna help like, you. I don't help know me. How. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly, yeah. So I don't know. But we'll see how that goes. But I also think it's interesting because like the first time you use this power is on somebody who also has nuclear reactive powers and is connected to the event that brought you your powers. Uh, so I don't know. Point. It's almost like a uh, like a Wonder Twins moment or something. It, it totally it kinda, was. That's interesting. Yeah. Like your your powers cool. your powers are work on each other almost. I'm trying to think of other things that have, do that. They have a bond that yeah. they really don't want to explore, uh, yeah. but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it could be interesting. We could definitely roll and play into that. Some that'd be cool. Yeah. Truth. I like it. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's answer some questions. So, into the session. Uh, and this is on your special moves tab if you want to look at it. Uh, at the end of the session, go around the table, the virtual table. Each player can answer one or more of the following questions Which character made you feel like a welcome member of the team? How have you grown detached from the team? What dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome? And the last one is, did you fulfill one of your drive book goals? Uh, so who would like to answer one of those questions first? Um, I will, because it's relatively easy for me. Um, the how have you grown detect or no, not that one, sorry. Mm, what dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome? 
her immediate interaction with her traumatic past, mm, basically. Mm. So the fact that she made it through that without becoming a blubbering mess on the floor, <laughs> win. Win. Um, which means she gets to mark an achievement, mm-hmm. and that is that is full machine achievement. Is it really? So I, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I get an advancement. Yeah, so go to your advancement options. Have I updated these yet? I sure haven't. Um I'm gonna send you <laughs> the the real in- achievement. Or okay, so I won't list. I won't mess with that yet then. Yeah, let me uh let me go find that while uh Occam tells us what, what he's doing. Or sorry, what they're sure. doing. I'm sorry, Occam. You're fine. I understand. It takes time. Also, um, I, I, I called you. I called you, dude, earlier uh, when I said I don't care. Like, I'll dude give you is, one better. My dude, dude is was that okay for me? It's fine. For me personally, I find dude gender neutral. Personally, okay. I understand people that don't, and I won't use it for people that don't. But yeah, for me, yeah. it's fine. I still find myself referring to myself as a man, so it's weird. I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't grown detached from the team, but I also don't feel like I've been made to feel like a welcome member of the team, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Because this session, there was a lot of bond burning. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah. There really Sorry was. That. <laughs> it's fine. I get it. Um... I don't know. I don't know if any of these I can answer. Um, yeah, have you... Uh, let's look at your drive book real quick. Uh, I haven't have unlocked you it unless... Like, not in roleplay, so... I haven't unlocked it in roleplay because uh, technically I have to start a project to change the world, and with my previous project uh. exploded... I'd have to have downtime at home to do so, I think. I see, I see. Um, now, you, you did make a point earlier on. Uh, I think you were, you were arguing that uh, you should have unlocked this with like what you were working on at the university. The thing is, it wasn't during roleplay, and it ha- and it would have been like I unlocked it before even starting playing. So I get that I sh- that it wouldn't make sense for me to have it unlocked in- immediately. Okay. I feel like you okay. should have to work towards it. So I c- I can do some other project would be what I do. I figure after okay. that event, I haven't really been able to get my my funding and stuff going again all that much um, because mm-hmm. I've been busy being a vigilante with superpowers. Um, <laughs> So, I think yeah. I think that that's probably you know. So I mean, we could do what dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome? Uh, I mean, or you could you did not. Oh wait, maybe you did burn a bond with Geiger Glenn. You certainly one. weren't burning you. You weren't burning as many and as she was burning on you. So I un- no, I, I burnt like three or four this <laughs> yeah. episode alone. I know. So I burnt these one. Last two episodes, you, I should say. Yeah, I only yeah. burned one. You could say still. you're you're feeling detached from the team because Geiger wins actions. Uh, but I mean, you you make that choice. What do you think? I guess a complicated problem would have been trying to get as much information out of 
that lab without or before blowing it up and getting away with with a, a canister of the whatever juice um and getting away with the image of the uh of the blueprint mm-hmm. would be solving that problem by getting as much information as i could okay so so you want to mark an achievement all right, go ahead and mark an achievement. How many achievement do you have now? Two. Two. All right. Two. Well, uh, that is the end of the session move. Um, Occam and Christy, thank you so much for recording these very dope episodes. Uh, and uh, yes, I'm excited for you all to get back to Tunisia and see what's been going on with the other half of your team. As am I. I have no idea what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, all right. Well, uh, listeners, we'll see you next time, and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.